You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, March 28th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director, and I, along with Assistant News Director Lisa Pell, are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review news broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. As always, we here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. On today's show, Fort Collins seen quite a bit of snow on Monday. Learn why some schools shut down and why some didn't with me in local news. And find out which Times 2023 Woman of the Year will be here on campus speaking to community members about human rights activism in Campus News with Lee Zimpel. Later on in the broadcast, hear from Kira McKinley as she sits down with ACT Film Festival Managing Director Beth Seymour to discuss what to expect at this year's film festival that's taking place right here at Colorado State University. And finally, hear updates on the latest school shooting that took place in Nashville, Tennessee. This and more in National News with Lee Zimpel. I'm Lee Zimpel reporting your campus news. There are a handful of big events lined up for the end of this month and the beginning of April, so if you're looking for something interesting to do right here at CSU in the next couple weeks, here are some highlights to look out for. On Monday, April 3rd, one of Time's 2023 Women of the Year, Masi Alinajad, is set to speak to the CSU community at the Lori Student Center. This will happen the day after the ACT Human Rights Film Festival shows her film, Be My Voice, on Sunday at the Lyric. Alina Jad is an Iranian-American journalist, author, and women's rights activist. She's one of the prominent voices of resistance against the Iranian regime and is known for the waves she made on social media with her videos of her removing her own hijab, marking the beginning of the My Stealthy Freedom campaign. Alina Jad's speech will be free and open to the public. You can learn more about the event on the CSU University Tickets website. I'm Lee Zimpel, and that's all for Campus News. Up next is local news with Portia Cook. In local news, if you're like me, you're surprised to wake up to quite a bit of snow in Fort Collins yesterday morning. With snow accumulations totaling as much as 10 inches around Fort Collins and the surrounding areas, schools like Colorado State University canceled all of its on-campus and remote learning classes with Front Range Community College's Larimer Campus following closely behind. So with the amount of snowfall and school closures, why didn't Poudre School District close its schools? Well, according to Poudre School District, it's pretty simple and comes down to yesterday's snowfall being much more than predicted. PSD officials said they rely heavily on weather forecasts to decide whether to close schools for inclement weather. On Sunday, March 26, the National Weather Service predicted only about one to four inches of overnight snow. However, by 6 o'clock a.m. the following morning, around 9.2 inches of snow was reported in Fort Collins. It still remains unclear why PSD did not call for schools to be closed in the early morning hours once snow accumulation totals were more than predicted. As for the factors that are considered when deciding if schools are closed due to snow, PSD says it monitors predictions for snowfall, wind speed, wind chill, temperature, the ability of people to get around, and more. As for Colorado State University, the public safety team gathers information and recommends to the president whether or not to stay open delay the start of classes, close midday, cancel evening events and classes, or cancel all activities together. The public safety team and school president consider factors such as local school district status like PSD, the status of the city of Fort Collins and Larimer County offices, road and parking lot conditions, and Fort Collins emergency management recommendations. 
More information on inclement weather guidelines for PSD and CSU can be found at psdschools.org under the Safety and Security tab and safety at colostate.edu. Contributions from this story come from the Coloradoan. In other local news, the city of Fort Collins has launched a multicultural business and entrepreneurship center known as MBEC that will serve as a business resource for multicultural and multilingual business owners and entrepreneurs in Fort Collins. MBEC is staffed by bilingual business connectors at different locations across Fort Collins and will offer guidance, mentorship, and help those learn about critical resources and specialized training necessary for any business owner. The program offers business planning, licensing, navigation, digital marketing fundamentals, business accounting, and financing training sessions in partnership with the Larimer SBDC and NOCO Latino Chamber of Commerce. MBEC staff will also offer presentations to small groups who want to learn more about what it takes to run a small business in Fort Collins. MBEC staff are available for walk-in and scheduled appointments from 9 o'clock a.m. to noon and from 2 to 5 p.m. Monday through Wednesday at the following locations. On Mondays at Old Town Library located at 201 Peterson Street in Fort Collins on the second floor meeting room B. Tuesdays at the Fort Collins Area Chamber of Commerce, located at 225 South Meldrum Street in Fort Collins, and Wednesdays at Larimer Small Business Development Center office at Front Range Community College, located at 4616 South Shield Street in Fort Collins. Additional information about the Multicultural Business and Entrepreneurship Center can be found online at www.fcgov.com business mbec. And that's all for your local news. Up next in events news, the 8th Act Human Rights Festival returns to Fort Collins to celebrate the power of film and bring human rights stories to life. Hear from Act Film Festival Managing Director Biss Seymour and Kira McKinley on what to expect at this year's film festival after the break. Yo, this song slaps. Who is this? Glass cases. And they're local. Yo, this slaps. Who is this? Plasma candles. They're local, too. Yo, dude, this freaking slaps like who is this? This is Zerk and I know they're local. Your new favorite band is right in your backyard. Find them here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. We are back with your events news. The ACT Human Rights Festival is back for its eighth year with over a dozen new filmmakers worldwide. 
Beginning March 29th through April 2nd, the ACT Human Rights Festival will present 19 award-winning documentaries from five continents at Colorado State University and the Lyric Cinema and Cafe in Fort Collins. Now, Kira McKinley and ACT Film Festival directing manager Beth Seymour, who will talk about what you can expect at this year's festival. Can you tell me a little bit about what ACTS is? Just like a basic little thing of that. Yes. Um, ACT Human Rights Film Festival is a program of the Department of Communication Studies at Colorado State University. We are in our eighth year, and um, this year we are running films from March 29th through April 2nd on campus and at the Lyric. And then we have a select number of films that will be played online um, for people to watch at home. And this year's festival will feature 19 films um, that come from five different continents. Wow. What are those continents? Which ones? Um, We are everything except for Antarctica and Oceania. So we have Asia, Africa, Latin America, the United States and Europe or North America and Europe. Yeah. I figured Antarctica would probably be a pretty hard one to find. We Um, have. Yes. It's the only continent we've never screened a film from. So one day, one day. Um, And can you tell me about um, kind of what's taking place? Like, how will the screening process look like? Yes. So our opening night is March 29th, and we start with a reception, um, heavy appetizers and mingling, and that is in the Lori Student Center lobby. At 6.15, we will start our film, and the film tomorrow night for our opening night is the film called Subject, and it's a documentary about documentary film participants. Mm -hmm. So the uh, ethical questions about nonfiction, uh, nonfiction storytelling and what comes after Um, A documentary has aired the good, the bad, and the complicated, and it's definitely must-see for anyone who enjoys um, documentaries as well as true crime or podcasts, things like that. That's super cool. Man, I want to watch that one. That sounds amazing. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about, like, let's say, like, a highlight? Um, Is there, like, a specific film that you're really looking forward to or just anything you really want to highlight from the event? Yes. So this year we have 16... Uh, filmmakers traveling from all over the world Mm -hmm. to join us for the festival. They will participate in question and answer sessions after each screening block. And uh, we also have five additional filmmakers joining us for a live stream on Zoom um, who will be able to answer questions from also all over the world. Um, So we have just a tremendous number of professional filmmakers who have won Emmys and Peabody's and been nominated for Oscars. We have filmmakers who have won BAFTAs, which is the British equivalent of an Oscar. Um, And they'll be available here to talk to audiences and students. And it's just a tremendous opportunity that really is rarely replicated in our community. I'd agree with that. And that kind of leads in nicely to my next question of um, Fort Collins is definitely not the most like culturally diverse community. Um, Kind of like going in with having a multicultural film festival that's focusing on human rights. What do you think like I guess, our community impact of that is? Um, And what are your goals through that? Yes. um, So every year, audience members, uh, we ask them to share their thoughts um, and their experiences around ACT. And every year, audience members um, will tell us how much they learned and how many things they they didn't know before. So ACT is truly a tremendous educational opportunity to see stories from all over the world and um, and gives our local community a much more amplified sense of global issues and struggles, as well as unifies um, 
film is a tremendous um, storytelling medium, and it, it really does bring human rights stories to life in a way that just reading a news article um, often doesn't. It, it makes the stories very personal and very emotional and, and really touches hearts and souls. We also bring local activists and nonprofit organizations to the festival to give audience members a way to get involved, um, to volunteer, to engage in philanthropy, or just to take some small actions in their life that will will positively impact human rights um, toward a more just and sustainable world. So activists and nonprofits and filmmakers and audience members all coalesce and, um, and can connect toward making our community a little bit kinder, a little bit more patient and a little bit more progressive in terms of um, supporting human rights. Yes, I love that. I think that's so important. That's very cool. And um, can you tell me a little bit about how you guys choose your filmmakers and the films that you play? Yes. So we have a program advisory committee of about 30 people who watch more than 200 documentaries and uh, sometimes narrative films that focus on human rights through the year. Uh, we get together, um, complete a lot of surveys, lots and lots of dialogue, and then really try to come up with a rounded curated program. So each year, our goal is to create um, what we sort of refer to as a time capsule of human rights events happening in the world. So for this year, we definitely needed something on Iran. Um, we needed something on Ukraine and Russia. And we needed something on the climate as well as, you know, a variety of, the, of other topics that we we tend to show every year, LGBTQ issues, women's rights, children's rights, um, environmental justice, uh, corporate regulation, things like that are themes we'll see throughout the festival. Love that. And especially, um, like, you know, you mentioned Ukraine and Russia. Um, and do you guys have a film on that this year? We have a film from Ukraine um, that will be showing in our short films block on Sunday at 1 p.m. And we have a film from Russia showing on Saturday. The Russian film is called The New Greatness Case. And it is about um, how Russia uses incredibly repressive tactics to keep civil society from um, protesting or opposing the regime. And it's enlightening and um, really does sort of show what's going on inside of Russia and why it's so difficult for people to protest. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really cool things for people to look forward to and all that. To kind of wrap up the interview, um, where can people find, do they have to buy tickets? If so, where can they find that? Um, just kind of like that logistic of attendance. Yeah, so thanks to SLICE, um, student leadership, SLICE is buying student tickets um, and students can redeem those. There is a discount code for students and we'll check student IDs at the door, but the discount code for students to claim two free tickets per student is SLICE, capital S-L, lowercase i, capital C, capital E, and the number 23. So SLICE 23 and that's available also on our website and social media um, at ACT Film Fest, and you can see that. So that's where students can um, get free tickets. Our box office um, is accessible through actfilmfest.org, and um, we look forward to seeing students there. Tickets are also available at the door, and students can just bring their ID and claim their free tickets with their student ID at the door as well. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so good. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add about this festival? Thanks to this year's thematic year of health, um, we have a free open community screening on Thursday, March 30th. That's at the Lori Student Center. It's um, The film is called Into the Weeds, Dwayne Lee Johnson versus Monsanto Company. 
It's about the Monsanto Papers and um, Roundup, the popular weed killer Roundup. And we will have the lead federal trial attorney who took on Monsanto and won. And she'll be there in person and can share her experience and expertise um, for around this film. And uh, it's a great opportunity for students to come to the Lori Student Center. There will be snacks and it is totally free for anyone. That's amazing. I love that. That sounds so cool. I think that's all all I have for my questions. That sounded sounded great though. And it's tomorrow, right? It begins tomorrow and it's through April April 2nd, correct? Yes, through Sunday night. If you are just tuning in, that was an interview with ACT Film Festival Managing Director Beth Seymour and Kara McKinley on the 8th ACT Human Rights Film Festival taking place right here at Colorado State University. If you missed any part of today's interview, you can listen to this and all other Rocky Mountain Review news broadcasts at kcsufm.com under news or on Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcast by searching KCSU News. I'm Portia Cook, and that's all for your events news. Up next after the break is National News with Lee Zempel. Crazy Carl's Pizza is known in Fort Collins and Loveland for its award-winning pizza, hot stuffed grinders, meaty bone-in wings, and more. Proudly serving Northern Colorado since 2010 with awards and accolades from No Coast Style, The Coloradoan, CSU and Feasting Fort Collins, Crazy Carl's has three convenient locations for dine-in, pickup, and delivery. Cheer on your favorite local teams and enjoy our food hot and fresh. In national news, from 1999's Columbine High School shooting to Monday's Nashville Elementary School shooting, 175 people have died over 15 mass shooting events connected to schools in the United States. That's according to a database made by the Associated Press, USA Today, and Northeastern University. In this database, a school mass shooting is defined by four or more deaths, not including the shooter. So the database doesn't include school shootings where less than four were killed, but those types of shootings have been growing more and more common recently. For Monday, there had been seven mass killings at K-12 schools since 2006. As of right now, Monday's victims include three nine-year-old students and three adult staff members. The school is a small Christian elementary school in Nashville. It has about 200 students from preschool to sixth grade. School released a statement saying, quote, Our community is heartbroken. We're grieving tremendous loss and are in shock coming out of the terror that shattered our school and church. Schools said that they will focus on loving their community as they begin the process of healing. Multiple vigils were held Monday night as the city mourned. President Joe Biden called the shooting a family's worst nightmare as he spoke at the White House on Monday, insisting Congress pass a ban on certain semi-automatic weapons. 
All information for this story comes from AP News. That's all for National News. I'm Lee Zimpel. Mom, I'm really hungry. I just want some chicken nuggets. All right, sweetie. Um, I'll call over the waiter. Uh, waiter? Waiter? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Yes, how, how can I help you? Um, I'm not sure what we really want to order yet. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, well, what we do have as a special right now is the KCSU app. Ooh, an appetizer. What's in it? It's actually an app for a radio station where you can listen to all of your favorite shows and podcasts and more. Oh, wow. That sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to help your hunger or anything, but it is going to hook you up with some cool tunes. So. Ooh, I'll download that app right now. Wait a minute. Do I know you, Dad? <gasps> uh, 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 download the KCSU app today. After being hit with around 10 inches of snow on Monday, it looks like Fort Collins will remain in the clear as far as new snowfall, at least for now. It is Colorado, so you never can be too sure. Tonight, you can expect temps to drop to a low of 25 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Moving into Wednesday, you can expect temps to jump up to a high of 47 degrees with intervals of clouds and sunshine. Wednesday night, temps drop back down to a low of 26 degrees with more of those partly cloudy skies. As for Thursday, you can expect a greater jump in temps to a high of 59 degrees with a mix of sunshine and clouds. And as for the rest of this week's weather, you can tune into the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 FM KCSU Fort Collins. I am Portia Cook with your KCSU weather report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And that is all for today. We would like to thank Damien Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. I would also like to thank Lee Zempel, our news producer, Adam Carlson, as well as the rest of our staff here at KCSU and Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener, so thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section, or you can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.